0: This podcast is an audio recording of a live event. It may reference visual material that cannot be represented in this recording. It may also contain strong language and adult themes. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of Acme.
1: Good afternoon, everyone. My name is James Hewis, and I'm the head of film programs here at ACME. And welcome to this very special screening of Riti Pran's the, the Missing Picture. Uh, we're screening the film to coincide with uh, the Melbourne Festival's Bongsakol, uh, a Requiem for Cambodia, which will be performed over this week, over two nights only this Friday and Saturday uh, at the Arts Centre to Melbourne. Uh, I'd like to acknowledge, in particular, in the audience today, the members of the Cambodian community who are here with us. Uh, please welcome our moderator for the session this evening, film writer for the Australian, Philippa Hawker, uh, Richard Lim, and of course, our special guest, filmmaker Ritty Pan.
2: I'm going to ask a few questions, but we do have time, of course, for you um, to ask yours, and I'm sure you have many. Um, can I ask you, Riti, first, this is a more personal film for you than many of your documentaries. Am I right in saying that?
1: When, when you come from uh, a, a big event, a catastrophic event, not a, even like a genocide, yes. and you are, you are the first generation of filmmaker, Uh, I don't call it like a duty, but it's uh, my responsibility to give a testimony about who, what the people of my country, you know. It's very important to know what it's about, who is the victim, who is the perpetrators, and um, they take time, and uh, so it's it's a choice. But it seemed to me that every film, every film I made, I speak also about myself. But I yes, yeah.
2: but in this case, you made yeah. it. A, this was about your parents in a way more than I, and yes. putting and, and it's in French because as a tribute to your father, is that right? Yes. 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 Who who loved exactly. French poetry? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can I ask you about the clay figures um, because they're um, a really striking part of it, the film, yeah. and we see them. Just that moment where they're being—it's yes. being created for the first yeah. time. How did you get that idea? Um
1: well, I—you I, know—I when I start the film, at the beginning, I lied a lot to the producer
2: <laughs> about <laughs> because, what it was uh, going to be. Because in <laughs> I, I,
1: if I tell the producer that I will make a film about the clay figurine, it don't move, it's not an emission, animation, animation, uh, nobody. Give me money to make the film, and um, <laughs> it's clear that it's not uh, in the what people do it today. But I start, you know, I don't know myself. I don't know where I go at when I start to to, to film. But um, I I just um, feel the impossibility to direct people how to die or how to kill. Uh, don't know. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, I don't feel comfortable. Maybe because I experienced this uh, tra- tragic history, but uh, maybe it's much more easy for people like Joffe uh, or uh, uh, Spielberg or Angelina Jolie or to make this thing. It's not a. Uh, and I, it's. It's not just. Uh, con- it's not um, reproach. You're not, yeah. you're
2: not reproaching them yeah, for yeah, it, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: uh, just, it's un- not possible for me. For you to do it, but yeah. Yeah, to yeah. do it, and maybe one day I can do it in a uh, beautiful way. But I think, th- things seem to me that with, it's come by accident, you know, the s- uh, clay figurine. And uh, I like it very much because those people, they like um, the statue from uh, Africa, you know, that for uh, Sometimes it looked like a piece of art, but uh, they have a soul, you know. All statues have a soul, but when it went to the museum, it's just art. But for us who live with the statue every day, they have a soul. Mm-hmm. So it, um, it's with clay, with earth, with water, with dry with the sun, and uh, it you can express their soul, you know. They're, they're and, uh, extraordinarily um, expressive, yeah. Uh, after the shooting, they return back to dust. To <laughs> I, I did not cook them, <laughs> you know, so, so you can return to so the So they back to where they came and, uh, from. And they just let us, their testimony, right. their the memoir. It's a, I think I, it's a, this idea, I feel good with this idea to give me my right place to make this film. Mm.
2: Can I ask you, Richard, now, um, you're, you're a survivor and you're someone who's thought about and um, talked about your experiences. I know you've been through these sorts of things as well. Just wondering, when you saw the film um, and this particular way of, of representing um, things that you know, um, how, was there anything that struck you in particular?
3: This film really struck me very hard. The first couple of minutes, the first 10, 15 minutes, I really very emotional. My teeth in my eye, right through from time to time, it sort of shocked me in a way that I keep this memory for a long time. I'm embedded in my memory. I never want to recall it back, except nightmare almost every night when I just came to Australia for a long while, especially during my study. At High school and university and right through up to now, still from time to time, very bad nightmare. And this film reflect the reality and almost similar to my story. Like he said, the missing picture, like a lot of missing picture that happened right across Cambodian community. But he just reflect part of his missing picture only whereas my missing picture probably a lot, a lot as well, the same as him. This is really, really hit me hard for the first hour or so in this movie because it's so real and so similar to my story, especially during my university time. And when he started to show me about the music, the dancing ar- around Cambodia New Year at that time, when I was a university student, I was a very young boy. I sort of very shy, always behind the scene, didn't dare to get up to dance or anything. Around about April 1975, a few of friends and I decided to organize a New Year's party. That hit me hard because we didn't have a chance to have a party at all. It, that night, it turned out to be a coup de uh, Coup de, de means that the government decided not to allow anyone to move on the street. I had to run away very quickly from my friend's place to my house, to my, my house near university. That sort strike me for the first thing. And after that, there's something that about Pol Pot took over Cambodia, capital city. is was a very, very emotional one as well. Therefore, this movie, is uh, hit me very hard. And the memories still that I never wanted to reveal at all because I lost a lot of members of my family. Yeah, But probably from now on, I might as well reveal about whatever I've been through because... When I just arrived in Australia, I had a good friend, Australian friend, they asked me to write a book. He's a former teacher and also real estate. I deny completely right through. And during the last 37 years, a lot of people approached me as well. And lately, last few years, a few years ago, a friend of mine, he's a physics teacher. He was working with me in the refugee camp as a substitute doctor, as the same as me. And he wrote a book about surviving Year 0 and his friend is an English teacher. He wrote a book as well. He keep approached approaching me. He rang me almost every week to write a book, but I re- denied. And uh, f- last year, or s- around about last year, Farm Skill Australia, Victorian brand director, approached me as well. He found a publisher. If he tried looking for a writer for me, but I still say that I'm very busy, no time. But probably about time for me to talk about. Sometimes I feel so sad every time I remind about that sort of story. Therefore, this story is an excellent mm, story. It reflects the reality and very similar to where I was working in Pol Pot regime. Especially Kampuchanang is the worst province in Cambodia as well. It, they Pol Pot killed a lot of people. Especially the town, ta- the province, or the, the 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 town, the district named Pungro. Pungro is a very tough, tough village that against Pol Pot even after Pol Pot took Cambodia, they still fight. They still Fought very hard with Port Pot. At the end, they killed the whole district. Thanks.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Um, can Can I ask you, um, Riti, about um, uh, archival footage? Because um, I know that's something that really interests you, and that you've founded a, um, a centre for audiovisual research, and that because one of the first images of the film is is film footage. W- where did you find um, that? the archival material um, I know there's some of your films are in there too some of Prince Sihanouk's films in there um, y- can, can you talk a little bit about the use of archival footage in the film
1: uh, first uh, the Khmer destroy almost the uh, film in Cambodia At uh, when I come back to return back to Cambodia after my study in France I found a lot of uh, uh, propaganda film, also from uh, f- film from Sihanouk uh, time, uh, but it's very in s- uh, storage in very bad condition. So, I the first thing I done is to try to get them all and digitize it um, immediately. And I will because I, <laughs> you know, I, I think at the time that I think that people will not, like Primo Levi you know, talk about Primo Levi when he came back to the return back to Italy from the Nazi camp he was um, very worried about uh, how people can believe his story and I think that uh, maybe it happened to us that uh, the young generation will not uh, believe what we we are talking about. And uh, especially these people know who live with the smartphone or they don't believe it, they have not images. You know, Mm. you can talk the story, they have this, they don't show them the story, the images, they don't believe. And uh, that uh, that is um, very important to me to preserve this archive. And uh, why I I choose the, very few, in fact, uh, I do the same archive in the same, uh, different film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's like an uh, image you come to me again and again, like you say, that, uh, you know, we, we live with this image. In, and we sometimes we wake up in the middle of the night. We don't know why. <laughs> and we try to <laughs> sleep. And uh, you can not just take it out. We, we try to learn to live with that. And this history will be with us until the end of our life. But uh, okay, the, uh, we, 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 we try to deal with that. And the most important thing for us is uh, for the, the our people to understand what happened, our people to the next generation to be free of uh, not feel guilty about the history, because the Khmer Rouge after all is only four years In our history, we have a very long history. It's a tragic four four years, but we have a life to go. But if you don't work on your memory, you know you feel guilty. You transmit transmit this guilty to to one generation to another. So we have to clarify it, what happened. So for example, for a long time, people say, ask themselves, why Khmer killed the Khmer people? I did not kill my father. I did not kill my mother. It's not Khmer who killed Khmer. It's an uh, ideology who kill our people. So we need to show it. We need to discuss about it. Because if Khmer killed Khmer, so why you want to be Khmer? Mm.
2: Mm.
1: It's just absurd. You know, you are ashamed of your own identity. You are ashamed of of your own culture. So you have to, and I think that art in general has a big role to play. In the emergency situation, of course, you have to save people, to feed people, to give them medicine. But if you want to develop really the country and, and give your people to move on, You must rebuild also their identity. That art for us, it's uh, like a process of healing also, you know. To give back to people that they have their culture is the first thing to do. I want them to be proud of themselves, to be proud to be Khmer, you know, Khmer again. Yes.
2: Uh, yeah. so, so it's a matter of... of, 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 of I mean, with, the, with your archive and your audiovisual centre, yeah. of, of keeping um, um, memories and archives, but also of creating new work as well, and of, of hoping that there will be you know, a film industry and a creative industry in Cambodia
1: too? Yes, because, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's a challenge for us I'm happy that Bang School come also here. If We, we have Bang School with Kamehya Musician who are here. We will play, you will see, there's mm. a great piece, great piece of and, Hemsupi. Uh, and it's, uh, we are not dead. We are capable of sensibility. We are capable of playing music. We have to learn to love again. We have to learn to express our sentiment again. That's a proof that we are not dead. Mm-hmm. Y- totalitarianism cannot destroy us because we are capable of playing music. That's very that's important. It, okay. That you know, it's not just playing a uh, viol- violin or, or or drum; it's expressing your identity, and that that you are not a robot. You are not. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a heritage that we want to s- to 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 transmit to the next generation. You know.
2: Um, I think it's time now for some questions from the audience, if you, if, um, we, we do have, um, an interpreter here, um, someone too, who's, who's, um, do you have, do you have a microphone, Seda? Um, uh, Seda Douglas, who used to, um, work at the ABC for many years and, um, also a survivor, but, um, would you just like to, um, just to sort of announce that you're here Um, So that people know know that you're available, if you could just say
0: that. Say it in Khmer? Yes, please. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, now, um, yes, please, do we have some
2: questions?
0: Thank you. That was an absolutely wonderful, amazing film. Um, I too am really interested in the archival footage that you found and and um, I, I wondered about um, uh, how you, I guess, um, went about preserving what you could find. And also, I wondered about, like, testimony of other survivors because I think often when the archival record has gone, has been destroyed in various ways, the testimony of the people who remain is a very important uh, document. What's your opinion about that?
1: We, we try to do this already and we also create uh, an apps for the student because, as I told you, when they don't see the image, they don't believe it. Uh, the Khmer Rouge history, you can find it in Apple Store or, or I don't know, for Samsung. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not very... Uh, um, but uh, we, the next, the next uh, step we are now, uh, we try to do now is uh, one. People of my generation tell a story to a younger one, and we give to this young girl all the possibilities. He can write. He can take photos, He can record sound. He can record image. Everything he wants to use, we give this possibility to them. It's called act of memory. And we start it now. We start already. Uh, we test it already. We we, we take uh, the um, the testimony from the survivor, and uh, next year we re- really like to start the uh, act of memory as a continuation of uh, of uh, our work on memory. But we think also about the um, uh, uh, oral history. You know what happened before the memory. It's uh, a, you know, people, but to f- for example, for the song, uh, we, we test it already, we, we find an old song, and we record it again. Uh, we call it the forgotten song project. That's a song that people sing, sung it, it uh, 200 years ago, but now it disappeared. And I found some uh, partition in Paris, <laughs> <laughs> in the market and we translate it you know again and uh, it's a long process if some musician here uh, record it again but it, um, it's very it's a lot of uh, a lot of story to to record also not only the Khmer Rouge testimony because the technology goes so fast it digital thing goes so fast that uh, some in some country like us they, they delete our identity we can see everything but except our song to hear our song to hear uh, our our history you know it's that it's not only Khmer Rouge but also to we want to be uh, something like a bridge between uh, one generation to another generation
2: and and dance has been an important um, yeah. getting get, remem- remembering dance, yeah,
1: and yeah, re- dance and that's yeah. just been a very important Yeah we ad- did it yeah we did it well, we, we it? did for 2 years uh, we, record dance, uh, we record the master of dance who talk about the dance we have 200 uh, something like that hours that people can watch can see what it's means, the dance because uh, yeah, the Ramayana, for example, Ramayana and Khmer. Uh, when I was young, it take uh, one, it take us six, maybe six nights, to tell the story. Now, when people dance, it's only fifteen minutes <laughs> in the restaurant, <laughs> you know, uh, you eat and you see a little bit and finish, you know, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we we don't do it with the Mozart when you listen to Moza, you go to opera. You eat before, you eat after. But not not eating the same time that watching, (laughs) listening to Moza. But I don't know why in Cambodia, people use art to nourish tourists at -hmm. the same time. (laughs) But uh, you know that why that uh, we try to do something like You eat first. And you eat after if you want, but you will stay with us for one hour <laughs> to listening to the music. <laughs> um,
2: we have another question. Uh,
1: just there. Yes, thank you. Sorry, I speak in Khmer. Ah, uh, Jong uh, perfect laona kim knong my but I'm a top poor
2: you
1: mind? <coughs> How you and Korean people today, Khmer, and how Okay,
0: it's a great um, documentary. Um, it reflects re- uh, reality. Now, my question is uh, for your future documentary, after um, Khmer Rouge was toppled by the Vietnamese invasion, do you plan to start a new series of um, documentaries um, during the Vietnamese invasion and um, after I chased the Khmer Rouge? Uh,
1: it is sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Very sensitive. I, I know, but I will let me to tell you frankly, I'm not a politician. I know the art can be politic, but I'm not a politician and somebody can tell the Vietnamese invasion, some other can tell tell that liberation, it's up to you. But for myself, if the Vietnamese did not come, I died. If you want me to say frankly, I can tell you that. And after you have the problem Vietnamese, okay, but try to separate things. Try to be yourself, not accusing other people or the thing. Uh, I don't like that very much, frankly, and um, I think that uh, there's 14 million people who live in Cambodia now who try also to be free, who fight to be free, who fight to be themselves, and we have to support them.
0: Okay, would you like to?
1: We have time, unfortunately, for only one more question. sorry, yes.
2: Just one here. Hi, Ruthie. Thanks for talking with us today. Um, I was wondering if you could speak a bit more about the process of carving the figures. Um, They're very expressive um, and they're really engaging to watch. How did you go about actually making them?
1: Oh, I try to direct the sculptor that I'm director, actor. You know, I, we, I, we did not... I, 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 I work with one sculptor, only not uh, many, because I want really uh, to express something in with the, the hand, you know. So, so I it's, his, it's his hands that we yeah, see yeah, in the yeah, film. Yeah. I, I sit next to him say, much more happy, much more sad, <laughs> hunger or something like that, you know. I sometimes I stop I tell him my story, you know, when I go to hospital, how uh, I don't know why people die at night time uh, they in the daytime they have they were here with us and uh, and we feel something that they will be be good, you know. So I say, "Oh, this three will cannot be until tomorrow," and when the night come, they die. So it's strange, but it's like, like, like that, you know. And um, so I try to tell the story to him, and uh, but very peacefully, not uh, uh, I say calm. I just try to because memory also sometimes distort things. so you have to be precise as you can, you know, and direct him like this. It, uh, it takes us some time, like the death, all night to sculpt a few figurines, and at the daytime we shoot it, and uh, I go back, and uh, the dream or the nightmare come again. So I tell to him again, I have something happened to me last night, so we build it little by little. Uh, nobody know where I w- want to go. You know, even for musicians, don't know. They don't know the guy who helped me to write the text. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I send few second. He send. They send me back few music in few words. Is they don't know where I go. And at the end, everybody discovered it. And, uh, you know, it's a very uh, an experience that you live with, I, I like the uh, the way that uh, we make the film, that to be with something, you know, with someone. Not, I don't like to f- to tell that I make the film about my story, but but with the, the death, with the soul who come to visit us, we don't afraid about uh, of the soul. They come. They I'm happy when they come to visit us. And uh, sometimes uh, we're just discussing, we just to uh, exchange it uh, very peacefully.
2: It's a, such a rich and remarkable film. There's so much we could, we could talk about. And I'm sure there's lots that you'll take away with you to think about. But please thank Ruthie Pan. Thank you. And, and also Richard Lin. Thank you. Thank
0: you. you have been listening to an Acme podcast. For more recordings, go to soundcloud.com slash acmeonline or the ACME website.